Welcome to Farm Food Facts. Today, a different kind of climate solution. It's all about aquaculture. My guest is Donna Lanzetta, an attorney and entrepreneur with a passion for sustainable seafood production. She's motivated by a concern for our world's growing population, our declining wild fish stocks, and the urgent need to feed our growing numbers. Mana Fish Farms is currently awaiting permits to operate a sustainable and transparent fish farm and to research integrated multi-trophic aquaculture off the eastern coast of the United States. Donna, welcome to Farm Food Facts. Thank you, Phil. With an eye to the future and a commitment to sustainability, you know, obviously you care a lot. Uh, can you share with us the new and existing aquaculture methods that you've implemented or exploring to responsibly grow healthy seafood? My pleasure, Phil, and thank you for having me. Um, yes, I think that uh, by moving the farms offshore, um, we need to implement robotics and submersible net pens into the aquaculture plans in order to uh, be able to grow fish to feed the world in a sustainable manner out in the ocean. So uh, really robotics, uh, net, new net pen culture, new uh, technology that's been developed to improve our fish husbandry methods. Uh, we can also um, be able to uh, euthanize the fish in the most humane manner uh, based on the new technology that's being uh, developed at this time. So aquaculture has been around for a while, and we've heard, um, we've all heard about the stories um, in other countries with these uh, pens that are taking place. But you've got a slightly different twist to it. And frankly, I'm a bit surprised to hear about robotics uh, being used. Describe that a little bit more for me. What are these robots going to do under the water? Um, multiple things. Uh, one thing is the cage itself is uh, remotely activated and sinks down below the surface in order to maintain safety during storm events uh, or just to hit the optimum uh, temperature for the fish growth. Um, we can move that net pen throughout the water column uh, and place it in an optimal situation. There are robotics being developed to uh, feed the fish, again, remotely through a feed system that sits offshore at the site. Um, some of them hold 20 tons of feed and some will hold 250 tons of feed. And that would be remotely activated to pump the feed into the net pens below the surface. Um, there's a company in Norway that's actually developing a robotic cleaning device that stays around the outside of the net pen and cleans it. And this particular bot will also make a repair to the net pen if there's a tear. So we've, we've seen over the past couple of years um, a lot of indoor uh, fish pens. Um, what's the advantage of doing it in the sea? Uh, well, I think uh, there's an opportunity for the land-based facilities and the offshore facilities to work together, where you use the land-based to uh, grow the fingerlings that then are moved offshore. One of the advantages of the offshore environment 
is the fact that there's millions of gallons of water flowing through the neck pen at any moment. So uh, you have a totally natural environment for the fish. I think that's the offshore advantage, but there's an opportunity for both to work together. So I'm gonna ask you, you know, the tough question. Um, what kind of commitment are you making to um, create this sustainable food production um, and to create more jobs? Well, you know, our commitment is to 100% transparency. And we believe at Mana Fish Farms that that commitment to transparency is necessary in order to achieve the social license that we need in order to go out to the commons. Our goal is to be able to serve as a model to uh, a template so that others can follow and to set the standard very high, uh, the environmental impact very low, and to be able to show people that um, many of the misperceptions or negatives surrounding farmed fish are in the past and there's a new way to do things. So you, you've mentioned transparency a number of times and, and also the fact that you wanna really upend uh, this whole industry and, and show it a new way of how to advance sustainable aquaculture in the US. Um, now, is this just gonna be a US initiative or do you wanna expand across the globe? Well, we're starting in the US and uh, of course, Canada is a, a big part of our plans. Our COO is coming from Ontario. He's a dual citizen, Mike Meeker. He's a Canadian and US citizen. He's been farming up in Ontario on Lake Huron for 37 years. He's the first organic certified uh, farmer in North America because the Canadians have organic standards. So uh, while we're a US, uh, a New York company with a US focus, uh, this has global implications, you know, being able to uh, feed the world in the face of climate change is really the challenge of our lifetime. And what we have in the US is a situation where we're importing 91% of our seafood. Um, and we know uh, that more than half, 52% was the last number of the seafood in the world is farmed. Um, it's just a great opportunity that needs to be tapped into to be able to farm in our US exclusive economic zone. The United Nations has said the US has the greatest untapped potential in our EEZ in, in the world. And the time has come to sustainably produce uh, finfish, uh, seaweed, shellfish uh, in the ocean. So this is a big job for you to do. Uh, so there's you, uh, you're, you're, have your new uh, COO starting. Um, what other collaborations does your team see as being critical for the future of MANA and the aquaculture industry as a whole? Uh, the way we view it, Phil, is that, you know, uh, ocean farming is really not something that can be accomplished by one person alone or even one team alone. It takes a collaboration of scientists, uh, you know, marine biologists, ocean engineers. Uh, we work with all of, uh, you know, many, many universities uh, and research institutes uh, doing pre-deployment research now. Uh, we've been working very closely with the National Center for Coastal Ocean Science, 
part of NOAA to develop uh, marine spatial planning for our two pending sites. And that's a very in-depth analysis of where to site the farm uh, in that very busy ocean environment. Uh, we also collaborate, and I sit on the board of the World Ocean Council. Uh, World Ocean Council is an organization of uh, ocean businesses, uh, and I believe it's one of the few uh, such organizations focused on corporate social responsibility in ocean business. So I think it's a, a, a team that need that is needed here and a collaboration of all of these uh, universities, scientists, workers, and uh, educators to get it done, and the government. So, so I'm only imagining how many sleepless nights you've had over this. You know, what, what's keeping you up at night? What are some of the biggest concerns that you've got about aquaculture production? And what are you doing, you know, to fix that? Well, one of the concerns surrounding uh, seafood is really um, traceability. And, and, you know, flowing from our transparency is the question of how do we move our products through the supply chain and make sure when they get to the consumer that that's the same product that we grew out in the ocean. And there's great challenges with that area in that uh, the statistics have shown that 46% of seafood is mislabeled. So seafood mislabeling uh, is definitely a, a big challenge for us. Uh, we feel that we can bridge that gap with a new venture we have with IBM, which is the MANA seafood blockchain, which seeks to bring that seafood onto the blockchain and be able to trace it from the fisherman or farmer all the way to the plate. No, blockchain is, is just so important and IBM and Walmart and, and the whole you know, food sector has really embraced blockchain. And um, I'm so happy to hear that that's something that you're gonna be incorporating as well, because as you point out, you know, and it's every time that TV has sweeps, um, you know, twice a year, you always see that reporter, you know, going into the supermarket, going to the seafood case, and then taking up, you know, fish and saying, it says blank, but it's really blank. So we do need to, to fix that because, you know, from a credibility standpoint to consumers, um, con you know, fish consumption is nowhere near what it should be from a health standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, and the more that you can do and your organization can do to, to give that confidence to the consumer, I think we all win. Um, what do you wish that every farmer and rancher, no matter what crop they grow, no matter what animal they're, they're raising, what do you want them to know about aquaculture? Uh, that we care. We care about the ocean. We care about the environment. Uh, we're here to work towards uh, reaching the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, it's a bigger mission than just running a business and producing fish. Um, it's much, much bigger than that. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions um, that consumers, that you know everyone has about seafood uh, about 
you know, farm-based seafood that we need to, frankly, um, clean up and, and empower them and educate them with? Well, I think that they're pumped with chemicals is one of the big misperceptions uh, based on probably bad actors in the past. And I don't deny that there are some bad actors, right? And these are actors that can be locked out with blockchain, right? And and we can eliminate that. But we, through the blockchain, see, seek to elevate the good actors. And so the good actors are the ones that aren't using antibiotics. And in, especially in an environment like the ocean, you're prohibited from using antibiotics in the open area like that. So um, to just say that we're polluting and uh, humping and frankenfish, you know, I, I don't know where that term has come from, but it's not true either. Um, it, it, actually, it actually came from Prince Charles in England. He's the one who coined that phrase, oh, I don't know how many decades ago about GMOs. Yeah, uh, uh, but so we're not frankenfish uh, breeding or, or striving to achieve that. In fact, we're involved in genetic studies right now with the University of New Hampshire, where we're studying the growth uh, of the true wild striped bass in simulated conditions to our two offshore sites to see uh, how they do in those uh, environmental conditions. And uh, the results of the study have been very, very positive. Uh, we believe that striped bass is a wonderful fish for potential culture. Uh, we also look in New York to steelhead trout as a possibility because there's been great success with that uh, species. Um, Mike Meeker has been growing rainbow trout up in Canada uh, for uh, many, many years, and he hasn't used antibiotics. The, there's just no need for that. And I think what we do need, though, are uh, organics and to be able to have organic seafood in the U.S. I think this is really important. And through the Mana Ocean Foundation, which is a nonprofit we're affiliated with, um, the Mana Ocean Foundation is uh, has launched a program in February of 2020, right before COVID, to begin to certify U.S farmed seafood organic to the Canadian standards. And we launched at Aquaculture America in Honolulu, and then we were put on the sideline by COVID. But our plan is to relaunch that this August, and we'll be excited uh, to educate people surrounding organic standards. And what does it mean to be organic? Uh, is <laughs> to jump in on your questions, but really it has to do with the feed you know, using a feed that has no GMOs, that is all natural, that has no um, chemicals in the input there. Uh, and also it goes to stocking densities, you know, how tightly you pack your, your biomass. So um, with those limitations, we uh, really are excited to bring an organic product uh, farmed and raised in the U.S. to tables in the U.S. Well, Donna, I, I applaud your efforts. Um, what you're doing with Mana Fish Farms is significant for us all. Um, best of luck with it. I can't wait to be able to go into my local supermarket and buy the Mana brand of U.S. raised organic seafood. So thank you for joining us today and thank you for what you're doing. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Eat sustainably raised and sorts. 
seafood. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. For more things all food and agriculture, please visit usfarmersandranchers.org. Also be sure to visit us on Facebook and Instagram at US Farmers and Ranchers, as well as on Twitter and LinkedIn at USFRA. Until next time.